0: A bevy of trade groups urges the Biden administration to sharpen its cybersecurity strategy focus on identity and identity-related crime. They send three suggestions to top White House cyber officials, and we get details now from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Vice President Jordan Crenshaw. Jordan, good to have you back.
1: Tom, as always, great to be with you and uh, great to talk about this important topic.
0: All right. So you have written to a couple of people in particular that we should point out. They are Kemba Walden. She's the acting director of the Office of the National Cyber Director. And Ann Newberger, Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technology. They are a lot of the authorship behind the strategy, which has been well-received, I think, across industry. What was the reaction of the signatures to this letter and what do you think was missing from the strategy or needed to be beefed up, let's say?
1: Tom, we joined a coalition of folks who thought it was important to get the messaging out about the need to even further bolster identity management in the federal government. And you know, we've been encouraged so far about what the administration has done and even activity on Congress to actually put forward and advance identity technology. But at the same time, there is an urgent need to really bolster uh, digital identity. And for example, during the first year of the COVID pandemic, for example, the FTC, in fact, saw over a 2900 increase in reports of identity theft that were linked to government benefits. And it really is an urgent need on the part of the federal government to really shore up digital identity policy. But you know, a few things I think we recommended overall. We really think that the White House should launch a task force to accelerate the availability of tools that can guard against identity-related cybercrime the second is nist really needs to have a prioritization of work on identity management and uh, attribute validation services with a focus on developing identity identity framework of standards and best practices And then finally, you know, an effort needs really to be launched to document the ways that investments in digital identity infrastructure can generate budget savings. You know, as we're talking about the importance of being uh, good financial stewards and the budget talks that we had, but also as we look at government modernization and the need to fund that, it's critically important that it's made known that these key investments can actually save government in the long run.
0: And do you think that the identity strengthening, the ability to verify that a person is who they say they are when they go to a site... This is something for people simply accessing government services, or do you see this as a need throughout the economy that the government can help bolster? So when people go to Amazon, you know, they are who they say they are.
1: So there is a robust ecosystem here. There's a good identity management technology that can prevent fraud on the private sector level, but at the same time, that same kind of technology can be used on the federal side to prevent things like uh, unemployment insurance fraud and, and other types of fraud that we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic. And really, I think some of the things that we want to make sure is that there's a development of a plan of action for federal, state, and local agencies to close the gap between physical and digital identity credentials in a way that protects privacy and, and prioritizes equity and accessibility. You know, we also need to determine in that task force whether there are restrictions already in place uh, that inhibit the ability of agencies to offer new digital identity solutions We also need to identify whether funding or other resources will be needed to support that. And I think that the key answer, I think, in a lot of the government modernization question is yes. We also need to look at ways to ensure that the emergence of robust digital identity solutions don't exacerbate existing inequities. And also, finally, uh, we need to identify the role that industry solutions can actually play, as we talked a little bit about, to enhance government security and technology. So it's a good mix of competition between private sector and public sector working together to get this issue solved.
0: We're speaking with Jordan Crenshaw. He's a vice president at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It sounds like maybe some beefing up of login.gov. That's kind of getting a little bit long in the tooth. More and more agencies are using it, but that's not even a universal mechanism at this point. Is that part of the thinking?
1: I think when it comes to government modernization, the view of the business community is we need an all-of-the-above approach. Uh, We think the private sector can provide solutions. We think the government also has a role in developing the technologies that can be used for identity management. But we think that the more offerings that are out there, the better. Competition is a good thing. And for that reason, this is why we actually further encourage the administration to really more fulsomely take a look at this issue even more uh, to ensure we're getting it right, uh, both on login.gov, but also the other private sector solutions that are out there, too.
0: And somehow a lot of these solutions always come around to the need to get rid of the password and have some kind of a non-repudiatable token that's in your phone or something like that. Is that part of this thinking also?
1: Yeah, one of the options is things like digital wallets. You know, One of the other areas is we talked about NIST work on identity management and the standards there. The letter that we actually forward uh, really advocates the White House directness to more specifically address language and its strategy concerning mobile driver's licenses, for example. And so those could be used for a variety of different things, such as validating your identity for benefits or, you know, even if you're going to go to an ABC store, for example, and validate your identity by a bottle of wine. You know, I think that there are solutions there that are in place that can be used from a mobile wallet perspective that would be helpful as well.
0: Because mobile wallet can be a little scary to people because that's like one step removed from digital currency. And we know that there have been hacks of mobile wallets and that there have been billions and billions of theft by North Korea and other actors like that of cryptocurrency. And so it seems like this is something that has to be never set and forget.
1: Yeah, I think that's why it's important. I think we've learned our lessons from the past when you don't have the proper verification tools in place from the pandemic. But also I think you're absolutely right. We're going to have to have a dynamic approach to identity management going forward, and I think that's why it's so important that the White House and even Congress continue to look at this issue proactively, because you're right, you know, the uh, nations out there like North Korea are not slowing down in their attempts to hack. We need to actually have uh, proper identity management and have it evolve as we continue to move forward.
0: And a lot of these solutions like digital driver's licenses and so forth involve the states. And as we've seen with Real ID program, it took 20 years. And I think even then, it's not everywhere, not universal, not finished yet. So there's some adaptability and some speed that has to come into this too. Fair?
1: Just another reason why it's important that this get prioritized, because if it's not, we're not going to see the benefits. You know, this is once again, I think another great example of why government needs to modernize and why government needs to really look at different solutions from a variety of perspectives. You know, I think we've looked at issues like regulatory impediments that are out there and there's legislation, for example, now like the Secure Notarization Act that would enable digital signatures to be done. And that's something that hasn't really been enabled in the past. And that's that's the law catching up with technology. I mean, we're supportive of that legislation. Uh, but at the same time, I think government needs to continue to recognize it needs to bolster things like the Technology Modernization Fund, which in the long run will save money for government as we move forward.
0: Jordan Crenshaw is a vice president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Tom, as always, it's great. Thanks again.
0: And we'll post this interview along with a link to that cyber strategy letter at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.